basically hey witches what's up you're listening to basic witches i'm rachel laforest i'm leah knauer happy witchy wednesday best day of the week and uh we have an amazing guest today jonathan mangum he's my friend and an amazing improviser comedian um we met when i did a pitch for a wayne brady show like oh i don't even know how many years ago that was now seven maybe Six, seven. Um, and you all probably know him from Whose Line Is It Anyway? NBD. <laughs> no big deal. NBD. <laughs> and let's make a deal, actually. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. And we have a great conversation about coincidences and synchronicities. And, and how science. science and magic can meld. And where is the line? Whose line? <laughs> whose line? <laughs> what whose line? line? Oh man, I forgot to ask him. I've always wondered whose line it was. Anyway, they never oh, figured it. it out. They never it's like, got right. It's like it's like the tricks rabbit. Like give <laughs> him the cereal. Let him eat. But I hated for that. Kids. No, not for bunnies. <laughs> but he's trying so hard. <laughs> Let him win. Just give him what he wants. <laughs> That's so funny. I never know that bothered you. Oh, yeah. That's a thing for me. (laughs) Um, Hilarious. Let's catch up a little bit. Leah's been away, so I haven't seen her in a while, even virtually. Uh You've been in uh Uruguay. Tell us. Uruguay. Uruguay. Um, My Spanish is like 5% better than it was before. Hell yeah. Um, (laughs) CCC. Yeah. It was... My trip was amazing. And I specifically want to tell listeners about, like, there were so many things that I learned on that trip, and none of it had to do with the actual job. It was Mm. all, like, spiritual lessons. So Rachel knows already, but for backstory, I I got this job um, through referral, which actually someone on a podcast before told me that because I'm a generator, I'm going to get jobs from people who know me. And that's exactly how this happened. Mm-hmm. So already this is like in line. So a friend referred me to a job. I booked it almost immediately. Um, and it required me to go out of the country, which during a pandemic was a little scary. And so I, but I like, I, I wanted to go. So I was excited, accepted it. And then... Um, my agent called me and I thought she was calling to say like, congratulations, this is so big. (laughs) And it was the total opposite of that. And she was saying like, this is, has red flags all over it. Like it's non-union, it's out of the country. Like, we don't know, are are you going to get kidnapped? She didn't say this specifically, but the idea was like, you're not safe as a woman traveling alone. Are you going to get kidnapped or whatever? Um, and then I was like, shit, I don't know if I should take this job, even though it felt like such a big opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then I made the active choice after thinking about it and weighing all the options. Um, and I decided to choose faith over fear mm. and believing that this came into my lap for a reason and that I am safe and protected and that I'm going to choose to believe that everything is going to go well instead of focusing on what could go wrong and like not trusting people. 
And so made that choice. It was scary a little bit the whole time that I'm flying there. And then I get there and I have this amazing hotel room with a beautiful balcony overlooking the Atlantic Ocean, like Mm. in this beautiful town where everyone is so kind, so kind. Everyone you meet, smiling, happy, just want to connect with you. Um, And like I got spoiled. I had VIP treatment as soon as I stepped off the plane. Then I go to this hotel. I I had I was had to be in quarantine for a week, so I like couldn't go anywhere. So I had to have food dropped off at my door from a local Uruguayan restaurant that had amazing food. Just every day, just food dropped right at my door. <sighs> and it's the so the opposite of ooh, 222. Ooh. So opposite of like there was nothing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a lesson of like when the universe presents me with something that is equally scary and exciting I'm going to choose to trust that everything will be okay oh so many snaps so many snaps yes I love that faith Mm -hmm. over fear like Mm -hmm. totally oh Mm -hmm. I'm I'm so happy that you did decide to go because obviously like I knew when you were wavering on the decision and I was like Mm -hmm. if it were me I would go and Mm -hmm. I really wanted you to get to go Mm -hmm. and it turned out so well so well and I killed (sighs) it at the job and like Mm. yeah I want to go back they want to bring me back so it's just (gasps) like it's yeah amazing amazing. and if you had just given into the fear nothing would have changed in my life I would have still been Right. Here. It's like, uh, life's too short to it give into the fear. Safe. Yeah, it yeah. was too safe of an option where this Dude, is like, yeah. I have this whole experience. And now I know because I have that experience and because it all went well, I know that I can do that again if I ever feel scared got, in that same way. You got way. practice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll share my update, which is a yes. similar faith over fear. It's been, it's been, um, Scary, not in just a fear of missing out, FOMO, being off Mm. social media, but in a a fear of like business because everything tells everyone that you have to have social media for business. And so exiting all social media on my personal front um, has been scary. And I've spent over three months building my own site with no proof of concept, really no, no one carving the path for me, just like on my own doing this vision that I saw. On my own. (laughs) We missed. I wish I had you like singing that while I was working. (laughs) Um, yeah, I love Les Mis. Um, and now I'm getting all the evidence that it's it was worth it. And I had to trust the whole time that it was worth it because it is, as we're recording this, it is soft launched. So it technically is live, but nobody really knows about it yet. In a few days, it'll really be live. And it's sexinthesynchronicity.com. I basically built a platform that has no censorship, like it's full expression of erotic art, as well as witchy shit and speaking my mind and encouraging everyone else in there to rebel and do the same. And it's like, yes, yes, mm. this is what I wanted. And um, the reason I have some proof that it's that it's working, that the faith was worth it, is because a few people did find it already, even though it's not announced. And so there's mm-hmm. already people in there exploring, and that makes me so happy. Like, I just want... I just want them to to feel good, essentially, yeah, and like yeah. to say fuck you to like anything they think they should do and instead question what they really want 
and mm. it's beautiful. I love it. And the evidence yeah. is people people joining and finding you without you trying too hard, yeah. right? Yes, exactly. And that mm-hmm. requires that same faith of like not yes. overdoing it too, not yes. overexerting, letting it be easy. Yes. And on this same tip, I've personally been manifesting like left and right without (gasps) trying to. And I truly think that I like I was gifted two courses in in a matter of a week. (gasps) I just got a random message from someone being like, I want you to take my course. And it was a course that I literally wanted to take. I looked at the the payment page and everything. And (gasps) I truly think it's because I'm vibrating at this level where like, I'm in gratitude and in flow and it's so magical. Dude, I know. I feel like we are, maybe it's the whole age of Aquarius or divine feminine. I feel like we're getting over this hump or maybe it's like, you know, we're many months into 2021 and now we're finally like adjusted um, in the pandemic and everything. But I could also be personal for us in coming out of Saturn returns. Uh, That's true too. Yeah. Um, I love that about the abundance and manifesting. Um, I just want to share with everyone, like I'm offering scholarships for all my courses because Mm. it's felt so good. And I I looked back at my life and I was like, okay, I was literally on food stamps. I was literally getting help. And to see that not as like pitying my childhood self, but instead to see like I needed support and I was given support, followed by a lifelong of support and scholarships that I received. So I want to always give that. So like every month, there's a scholarship on my new website, saxonthesynchronicity.com slash learn to fly to get into my self-love course for free, completely for free, one person every month because I want people to get this shit. And then- That's amazing. Yeah, Cycle Magic, the course with my sister Angie, um, mm-hmm. one person every season of the year will get a free spot. Just wow. keeping that abundance channel flowing. Well, and it's not pity. Like I, I no, had when, when I was no. gifted the course, I had those same feelings of like, oh, I feel like I owe her now, or like mm. I did set like, how do I thank her? But really it's like I should honor their gift by accepting yes. that and like being proud of that and not thinking like, oh, is it because they think I can't afford it or right. this, like all these limiting ideas. Like, yeah. no, just just accept what you're being given and be grateful and mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. and just keep doing what you're already doing. Beautifully said. And, you know, we're so thankful for all of you listeners. Anytime you leave us an iTunes review, anytime you give us a follow, mm-hmm. a subscribe between, you know, Instagram, YouTube, anywhere, TikTok, we we see that. We so appreciate the support. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot to run this show and we love you for giving that support back to us. And we hope that every episode is helpful. Yes. Um, If you want to see this episode that you're going to hear today, if you want to see Jonathan's hilarious background he had on, if you want to see my wig I reference, you got to join Patreon. You can do that at Basic Witches um, through the Instagram link or going to patreon.com slash basic witches. And other than that, I think let's dive in. Let's dive in. With Jonathan Mangum. Let's do it. Woo! We're in. We're I in. At, I was just watching um, Old Who's Line. Oh. It felt right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Jonathan, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank um, you. Obviously, this is a witchcraft podcast. Yes. Um, so, we talk a lot about magic. Mm-hmm. So, I want to dive right in with you. I'm talking about like the magic of improv. Well, that's a magic I can get behind. Yeah. Um, 
You know, it's funny you mentioned that the first time I saw improv ever, it was at a comedy sports show in Orlando, Florida. And I thought I was going to go see a stand up. You know, friends were like, hey, let's go check out a comedy show. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Okay. So, and I see this and I cannot believe that they're making up what they're saying. I just, yes. it just blows me away. And I'm just like, I don't understand. Like, what? I couldn't, uh, looking around at people, like, can you believe this? And it's that the first time you see it, it's just like, this is impossible. This is impossible. And magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's yeah. magic. My dad, when he came to see me do improv for like the first time, he was like, afterwards, he was like, that was funny, but like, you, you plan that, right? Like, those were lines. I'm like, no, how did you watch that whole thing and not understand? Yeah. <laughs> my parents had the exact same reaction, Leah. Really? Yeah. They were yeah, like, maybe we're no. too good. They like, can't buy it. <laughs> What's, what they don't realize, though, though, is that if you brought them to the show, and told them it was a scripted show, it would not be nearly as funny. Right. They'd be like, this sucks. Yeah, they'd be like, what? They'd be like, she forgot some of the lines. (laughs) (laughs) He forgot his character name three times. (laughs) So was that, that was your first exposure to improv and then you started doing it after you saw the magic? So the crazy thing is I was just blown away and I walked up to these people afterwards and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe what, it's just, oh, do, do you have uh, classes? They're like, yeah, we have class. I'm like, well, I want to take it. So I went to one class. I was horrible. And they went, okay, are you free Friday to do the show? I was like, what? No, no, no I'm not. I, I can't. Yeah, yeah, that's how you do it. You get, I mean, you get the rule. You understand that it's a fake comedy match, right? Yeah, yeah. And you, you put on these comedy sports pajamas and you just play the games. They're like, yeah, but I don't, I have so much to learn. They go, you'll figure it out. So yes. I it was trial by fire, man, which is mm. a really witchcrafty like thing. That's <laughs> I was the best way say, to do it. I was going to say that's super witchcraft trial by oh, yeah. fire. <laughs> and uh, I was the worst one. And I was so I threw up before every single show literally? for a year. Literally into the bathroom. Like, okay, well, we got to do it. I'm going to barf and I'll feel better. I barfed, did the show. Did anyone know or was it your own secret? Um, At first they didn't. And then they started making fun of me. <laughs> Wait, what? I'd be like, what'd you have for dinner? Do you have lasagna? Do you have lasagna? Just wonder what I'm going to smell when I walk into the bathroom. Ew. <laughs> they were, but, you know, we're giving each other shit. That's what we do. Yeah. So. Wait, what, what do you do? think, what were you, were you barfing up pure fear? Like yes, pure okay. fear. It was fight <clears throat> or flight. It was like, there's a there's hundred <laughs> panthers running at me to eat me. And like, oh. Yeah, and I, I don't think I've ever been more nervous than musical improv. I was, Oh. I mean, okay, I had those same type of nerves for regular improv at first. Mm-hmm. I remember my first show, um, I like had those spider veins all over my chest that like I've never had otherwise, <laughs> like the sure. pure adrenaline, like pumping sure. the blood. Sure. Um, but then musical improv topped that interesting yeah that's so funny you say that too because jonathan i don't know if you realize rachel and i met on a musical improv in a musical improv class and i started that class after working with you and wayne brady and that was talk about jumping in diving into musical by fire my first time doing musical improv was with wayne brady and you guys (laughs) i'm just like i'm so out of my element but i'm so grateful to be here and just like ever since then, musical improv, it still makes me so scared, but it's so fucking exciting. Yeah, it's, it's super exciting. But it's 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 interesting to me that you would say, both of you about musical improv, that it's more, more to me, it's easier. 
Interesting. Because all I, I mean, I'm just, all I have to do is rhyme a word. And then there, there's two ways to do it. So, so some people will go, okay, oh, what's your occupation? You're a teacher. Okay, I'm going to rhyme. I'm gonna, my joke's going to be summer school. So, okay, pool. So now I know, I'm just going to say, blah, blah, blah. I was hanging at the pool, looking to get drunk and not go to summer school, right? Mm -hmm. I like the version of it where you just hit a word without even thinking, and then you have to rhyme it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, hey, everybody, that's my teach. Oh, go to church and preach. And now you're like, oh, yeah. you're on the edge of the, you know, of the tightrope. Yes. I, I like that one. But it's it's one you only have to rhyme one thing. Like in an improv scene, it's like we might talk back and forth 10 times in 30 seconds, whereas in a mm -hmm. song, it's just you. It's your turn. And you just got to hit that punchline, whether you have prepared it in your mind a couple seconds ahead of time, or if you're just reaching for a rhyme. So it's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I would much easier do a musical. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. yeah I, I like what, what you said, what, um, basically how the decision is almost made for you musical improv, because there's a rhythm forces you to get to the decision faster. It's almost yes. like, okay, we're going, we're going. Yeah. Here yeah, we go. No stopping. It's only going no stopping. forward. <laughs> the momentum of musical improv. Yeah. Yes. So what do you take from improv? Caffeine. Oh, what, <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what drugs do you take before the show? What do you take? No, what do you take from you having this improv foundation? Like how, what do you take from that into your daily life? Um, the, the, the greatest thing about it is that uh, improv is always it's a positive force you know it's mm. always with things like the yes and and the and the your it's your team and everything's positive if you could mm -hmm. you know just making your life a positive force mm. and thinking positively i mean j just thinking that literally changes the chemicals in your brain to make your mm. outcomes better i mean it is scientifically proven that that thinking positively increases your happiness on a oh yeah full on science chemical level Mm -hmm. yeah your brain is literally a muscle and it, it like yeah it rewires everything when you start thinking positively and saying yes to things yes yeah and and uh -huh. you know so there are some things that people try to translate from improv to the world that aren't necessarily as good like the yes and which is you know the improv thing that doesn't really work in the real world all the time especially like corporations and things because yes and works when there's a low risk so you know you've got people watching your show they each paid five to ten bucks there's not a lot of risk you, you trust your teammates you're funny you don't really have bad shows so it's like okay there's not a lot of risk you know you can't be saying yes and in the corporate boardroom when someone says hey let's make a peep flavored pepsi drink um, <laughs> which is what just happened and that no. sounds like a bad a bad yes and wait yes. what there is a that's a real peep flavored pepsi drink that is flavored in the marshmallow peeps. And oh, that sounds like- to begin with. There's a yeah. reason people put them in the microwave to blow them up. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. But yeah, so, so yes and doesn't always work in the real world. But in general, the positivity of what improv is, is a great mm -hmm. thing to put in yeah. your life. I like that. And you have yeah. how many years of experience of doing it now? Over 85 years. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I want to say, let's see. So 90 one so 2001 what is that 30 years yeah about you're wow. you're approaching 30 because i'm a 90 wow. baby and i'm 30 okay. so yeah there you go okay yeah. <laughs> you were born is when i started <laughs> no so i was you... a year old when you started jonathan <laughs> <laughs> so how have you seen it change over time 
I'm sure you have, right? Yeah, lots of things have changed. Um, you know, so long form became a thing, mm-hmm. which was is is really fun. Um, you know, there's different, there's been this like long form versus short form thing, which I just never was a part of because it's just stupid, I think, to mm-hmm. have a fight between styles of the same exact specific art that you do. Yeah, um, right. But like people nerds. have been able to take long form <laughs> to places that, you know, are couldn't think of, you know, 20 years ago. Like you got companies doing full on checkoff plays, improvised and, you know, Tennessee Williams plays. Like mm-hmm. that's all super impressive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's weird because you do it long enough, you get to, you see things that socially change that you have mm. to adjust to. Like we used to play a game called Accents and it was, okay, uh, <laughs> African, Indian, Japanese. Mm. And we would just switch and we were just doing accents and it was at the time completely fine. And now that doesn't work. And, you know, you mm-hmm. have to be able to adjust with what society's point of yeah, view is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what about, I'm so glad you brought that up. What about like the diversity too within the players? Cause watching old who's line, I'm like, was there, was there any women? I, I'm asking, cause I truly don't know. Um, so a lot of that comes down to the one person who was in charge of hiring, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and what their biases were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, it is great to see now that so many, you know, it's, it's, it's open to anybody that wants to do it mm-hmm. and yeah. seeing people, seeing people from, you know, all kinds of walks of life that love it. Mm-hmm. And I tell people too, it's like, you know, it's like sometimes the trying to figure out a diverse group, you know, it's, it seems like uh, th- there is, there's work. You, you're not just going to have, you know, uh, a native American always signing up. So you have to go look, but mm-hmm. when you find them and it only improves the storytelling, having mm, all yeah. those different stories and everyone has a different background, not just race, but you know, sexual preference and not just that, but the religion and, and um, uh, their place in the, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, rich, poor, what is that called? Socioeconomic status. Yeah, socioeconomic, yep. so many different stories. And when yeah. you put all of those together, it can just take your, you're not telling the same old boring stories like you, you, you would have been doing if it was just this six white guys. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, it's, you, you end up doing the same kind of narratives. So it's, yes. it's exciting. It, it helps the storytelling. Absolutely. Yeah. It takes work to find those players, but they are out there and they yeah. are hilarious. And when you look at like, who's in power of choosing, of casting, it yeah. usually, at least back then, it was um, a white man yeah, picking absolutely. picking who's on the team. And and of course, the bias of comedy is you laugh at what you relate to. Yeah. So if they're picking who's funny, they're of course, they're not going to pick a woman because they don't relate to it. But now we see that like, all stories are funny and just human. Yeah. And if even if I mean, as long as everyone's yes, anding, right. it doesn't even matter, right? As long mm-hmm. as I'm yes, anding your story, because I mean, say you start off with a point of view from a story being um, a Japanese person, and you, you, you say something like, I don't know Japanese culture. So mm-hmm. what I say next might not be right. But then mm-hmm. that will be yes, anded. So it doesn't, you know what I mean? It's just, mm-hmm. it's all these flavors that get mixed together. And, and just a everyone's saying yes and everyone's positive and it it just it just helps the storytelling the positive angle is reminding me of like this concept i learned 
from the book Pussy by Regina Thomasauer, which I Have highly recommend. It, Jonathan? Yeah. Um, is that the one? Uh... <laughs> About penises? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I read the penis book. <laughs> <laughs> About pussies? Yeah. yeah. I didn't read the pussy book. I'm sorry. Oh, it's so good. It's a good, really good. Uh, highly recommend. It's basically the Bible for, ba- for basic witches. Um, okay. Because we're obviously not I know religious. it's weird to say Bible on a right. witchcraft podcast. But... I know what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I learned this concept of you don't have to like stoop down to someone's misery and you can stand in your own like good things happening and still have compassion for a friend who's feeling down because I wonder what your experience has been as a um, male, someone who identifies masculine, Mm -hmm. like, but as a woman, that was always my experience was if a girlfriend is low, I have to go down low with her. Mm-hmm. Until I read in that book that, no, it's okay to be where I'm at. She'll be happy for me where I'm at. In fact, I could like pull her up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you pull them up with that message of positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's almost, it's weird in a way, mathematically, that the lower you are, the lower you're feeling, um, the, the more positivity that exists. You know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're all the way right. at the bottom, everything is positive, yes. right? So. Yeah, it's like when when somebody tells me they haven't watched all of Black Mirror, and I'm like, you have so many episodes, you get to watch. Yeah. There's so much good out there. Already caught yeah. up. You're you're jealous that you oh, you can't dang. live through that knowing yes. all those episodes again. I relate to that. Do you yeah. watch that show, by the way? I do, I, and I, you know, I have not seen all of them. So oh, lucky. Oh, there's so much good out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm practicing my delayed gratification with that show. Ah, there you go. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Well, okay. Besides, like watching you all growing up on this super tiny TV that like literally survived a sailboat crash. So I used to watch you on a TV that had like all these like squigglies in it. Sure. Wait, I want to know more about this sailboat crash. Legit? Oh, my brother's boat. <laughs> my brother like took out a loan and bought a sailboat and crashed it. Um, and he had a little TV in it. Anyways, that became the family TV because like we wow. couldn't afford it. So we, we used it. But I used to watch Whose Line is on there. And um, well, now I lost my train of thought. It was something about like- Watching um, him on the, on the little TV. Going, yeah. Um, get it. It'll come back. It'll okay. come back. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> I'm not worried. I'm not worried. But not but maybe not immediately. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm worried. I'm really worried now. Quick, think now of something I don't know to what say. to do. <laughs> it was a question. It was um You were like, well, watching you growing up on whose line? Little I don't I don't know. Oh, no. I lost it. <laughs> Next. Okay. <laughs> Next. Um, okay, I have a question about Ooh. whose line. Did sure. you know at the beginning of making it that it was going to be like, because so many people still to this day, when I say mm-hmm. like, oh, I do improv, they're like, oh, like whose line? Like mm-hmm. that is the first thing that people think of. So did you know it was going to be such a big thing culturally? So when when I jumped on, which was when it started on the CW, I had done improv before, you know, with Wayne for years and years and years, but I, I was never on the original ABC run. So I knew that the show was successful. But it is a good point because there's been lots and lots and lots of improv pilots and none of them have succeeded. Yeah. So how and why does Whose Line succeed? And I mean, it's, gosh, it's hard to know. I mean, there's there's so many... Part of, 
part of its weakness is its strength. You know, the, the executive mm -hmm. producer, Dan Patterson, will only play the same games over and over and over again. And only these people get to play these games and only these people get to play these games. And it's just like, we're all going, wait, why can't I play sound effects? Why can't Ryan mm. sing with Wayne? Why can't, and he's like, nope, it's this way every time. And you know, we, we get frustrated with that, but it's working. Yeah, it's so like formulaic. It's like, yeah, so it's, that may be why. I remembered. Yes. Yeah, it was okay. I, I grew up watching you. What I didn't know at the time of watching you was that you have a psychology degree. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. now I know Whoa. because the internet. So yes. now that's how I know that. <laughs> um, that's fucking yeah, I cool. Do. Yeah. No, <laughs> do you not like, do you not really like take it's, to that? I don't. I mean, I was, uh, I, I was in Orlando, like right when I saw, saw that comedy sports show and, um, started doing improv comedy and that was my life because after comedy sports for about six months of comedy sports well closer to a year i joined this other theater company called sac theater that's mm -hmm. where i met wayne and that was a much bigger theater and they were really successful doing like 13 shows a week uh you know three shows on friday three on Saturday. i started doing that all the time and so i'm i'm in school during the day but i literally do not give a shit yeah and, and i'm embarrassed to say that i never went to class i read the book i take them they were all multiple choice like it's, it's a degree. Yeah. But man, but it am, wasn't really learning like in that learn. way. I mean, I learned, but it was not I like my, my kids now. My, so I have kids that are um, coming up to college age and what? yeah, you look good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wayne always says um, black don't crack. And then I always say white pulls tight. Um, <laughs> Finally, uh, we have a saying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, but like, you know, they're, they're entertainers, they're musicians and, and they're like, yeah, I don't know about college. I'm like, yeah, I would have two years ago. I'd be like, you're going to college. And I'm like, yeah, I don't see. I mean, if you're going to be a doctor, an engineer, something uh -huh. that's, you got to learn this hard shit for years in a row, mm -hmm. but just for like a liberal arts, which is kind of what a psychology degree yeah. is. It's yeah. like, why waste all that damn money? That's so I'm refreshing. Glad, yeah, hear. that's so refreshing. Yeah. Oh, your kids are lucky. I've wanted to yeah. be an artist entertainer since I was literally six years old, but it was always put into my head like, nope, you gotta go to college, you gotta go, go to college. college. And then yeah. it's no fucking wonder that like, I went to college for nine months, dropped out because I had to go to rehab for drinking too much. I was fucking miserable. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I was 19, finally moved to LA, started doing comedy and like my life just blossomed and I'm actually happy and I'm no longer drinking myself to almost death. You have one of my favorite artist posts, Leah, that I've ever seen where what? you talk about, you talk about all the things you've missed because mm -hmm. you're an actor, but then you go on to all the experiences and opportunities you have. And it's just like, mm -hmm. oh my God, that's so perfectly said. And it's just all this amazing stuff mm -hmm. that no one else will ever get to do. Yeah. And you have to take, you have to have taken the risk to get to do that. And it was, mm -hmm. it was really great. That was one of my favorite posts Thank about uh, from any artists that I've seen about oh, art. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you so much. It's, sure. it's so true. All the, like my, all my family and friends from high school are on the other side of the country, but I had to make a choice for myself at 19 yeah. where I was like, this is what I want to do. This is the only way I'll be happy. So I have to leave all of you. I don't, yep want mm -hmm. to but yep. do you feel that way about where you grew up not really i mean i, I was on track to be a, an electrical engineer <laughs> i was just like oh <laughs> what the, 
no. So I just, yeah. I basically, I got the psychology degree because my mom said, you have to get a degree. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I did, but I didn't care. And yeah. it was easy, ridiculously easy. It should have been harder for, for spending all that money, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. And so I have that mm-hmm. degree, which there it is. Yeah. Do you feel like though, I feel like it, because psychology, it has to have helped you in comedy. So much of it is like human you conditioning and think, brains and humanity. But, no, but no, no, because I mean, the first two years of college are just history, General. math, English again. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. we're reading the crucible like we did in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what again? <laughs> And then you get to the psychology stuff and then, you know, it's like you take different psychology. There's developmental psychology. Okay. So I learned that when a child is two, it's when they start to talk. And I learned it. But I mean, that's all. You could have learned to do it. Yeah. For free with the kids yeah. that you have right now. Yeah. Or <laughs> if you, if you don't need a, a medical degree or something that's, that's a, a you know, super, um, super technical. hard and requires mm-hmm. that technical. Mm-hmm. everything you want to know is on the internet for free. I yeah. know, you guys, it's so crazy. Like, yeah. are young kids taking advantage of that, do you feel? Wait, your kids are. are almost college age, you said. Yeah. I still can't I believe a, that because white, what is it? White is tight? Uh, well, uh, 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 black white, don't pulls crack. white pulls tight. White pulls tight. <laughs> yeah. I don't, still I can't believe this. I <laughs> Good for you. Thank you, Zoom yeah. filters. Yes. <laughs> Um, touch up my appearance, check. Um, (laughs) but do you feel like, have your kids taken advantage of that? The internet or dark sides, bright sides. And in fact, what my son, Austin, who's my youngest, he's, he's 15, 15. Yeah. So he's doing the thing that we all said we wish we were doing during the pandemic (laughs) where he just, he saw, he, he played a little bit of piano, a little bit of guitar, and he saw a guy on the internet play guitar. Yes. And then he goes, I'm doing this. Yeah. And he sets a timer on his iPhone and practices six hours every day. No. And if he misses an hour, he gets stressed out. He's like, oh, dad, I can't, I, I can't do this. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't go with you over it because I oh really missed six hours. And so he's, now he's like a shredder. That's uh, fucking I, awesome. Yeah. That, but, but didn't we all kind of say that to ourselves? Yes. Like, well, during this pandemic, I'm <laughs> yeah, going yeah. to learn. I'm going to learn German, the whole language. You know? Leah's well, doing actually, French. Yeah. Actually, I give myself 15 minutes of French every day, and I have done it. But hearing six, six hours, hours, I'm like, damn, I'm underachieving. Hours. Yeah, yeah. So, Holy. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. My, okay, that's my, good to hear. My dad still wants me to to get a degree. And I told him like, I'm just going to be a celebrity and then get an honorary degree and make yeah. you happy. <laughs> I know that's the long, the long route, but that's what I'm going to do. Um, but I told him, I'm like, I think, this is my witchy prediction, I think the college system is on its way out, except for lawyers and doctors and all the people that really do need that training. But like, and then I watched the college admissions scandal documentary mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. Netflix. And I'm like, this just affirms what I said. It's yeah. all been a scam. It's a scam. And and also the the reason it's so expensive is because they know you can get a loan for 50 grand, 75 yes. grand. So if there were no, if it was not subsidized by the government, it would be so much cheaper. It's so crazy. It's like, go take out debt. That's the idea of being an American is like, go take out so much debt. Yeah. And the norm, quote norm now is to actually get your master's degree. 
Yeah. What? Really? Oh, that's oh, even God. more. Yeah. Now, like, people look at college the way that they used to look at as having your GED. It's like, that's the bare minimum. But have, yeah. do you have your master's? Then you're really hireable. But it's yeah. like, this is just absurd. It is absurd. Your son is on the way to being a master because 10,000 hours... The, yeah, the uh, Outliers was that book. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, you, if you do something for 10,000 hours, then you're an expert at it. He's getting hours, there fast. How many hours yeah. of improv do you think you've done? Oh. You, you're <laughs> a master. Out, you're a master. I figured out in like 2000, when was it I was talking to my friend JD about this? I think in 2005, we sat down and said, how many shows do you think you've done? And so I sat down and in 2005, it was 4,500 shows. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Some of them were, you know, full on hour shows. Some of them were, cause I did a, stuff at the place called the Comedy Warehouse in Disney where we did 45 minute shows. We did four or five of those a night. So I added up everything and corporate shows and all that. So I didn't, I don't do 13 shows a week like I used to when, uh, in Orlando, but uh, maybe 5,000, 6,000 shows. Wow. Wow. That's do you incredible. still barf beforehand? No, I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> so that went away. No, That's I can good. eat a full meal and, and feel feel good about it. Do you still get nervous though? Not really. Mm. I don't. Um, you know what I do get, which is weird. I don't understand this. Maybe you both have this too. Is like uh, a couple hours before the show, you go, ah, I don't want to go do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, but you really do. Know. You do, but you, something in you goes, oh, I don't know. Yeah, no. Should I call sick? Mm. I don't want to, and then that goes away every yeah. time, but it's always a little bit of like a, I feel like I that's know. the fear of vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that would make complete sense. Mm-hmm. As a psychologist, I can say yes. that that is exactly <laughs> Okay, <correct>. glasses. <laughs> Which is, we talk a lot in this episode about rewiring your brain and speaking positively and what better way to practice that than with Therapy. Therapy is so amazing and so helpful to be able to talk out your problems with someone who cares. And you know who cares? Better help. That's right. And even though we joked a lot about Jonathan and his psychology degree and how he doesn't really use it, the therapists on BetterHelp really do. They're fully licensed. <laughs> they're fully professional. They're the OGs for online virtual counseling, you guys. And you can yeah. connect with them no matter where you are in the world. Thankfully, Jonathan is not one of the therapists, though I'm sure he would be great. Um, And what's so amazing is because you listen to this show, because you're a part of the Basic Witches Coven, you get 10% off your first month. That's right. So you can use the code BASICWITCHES at BetterHelp.com for 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash BASICWITCHES for 10% off. Now back to this amazing episode. Okay, so let's get a little more witchy. Um, What do you see as magic in just daily life? Anything? No, but I was thinking (laughs) about this because I'm a very science-based skeptic. Mm -hmm. But... I, you know, I went, I went and listened to some of your podcasts just to see what kind of, cause there's all kinds of vibes, witchy vibes and paranoia, mm-hmm. like paranormal, like what is your, your thing? So I have a good understanding of what you guys are. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're incompatible at all. In fact, I think that they are, they're both 
people trying to make sense of the universe. Mm -hmm. And I think the one advantage that like you would say that your point of view has is the narrative advantage mm -hmm. stories, mm -hmm. because I could tell you like for, for paranormal example, someone says they see a ghost. I'm not going to tell them they didn't see a ghost because they did, but it's possible that I could go, okay, well, we scanned your brain and during the ghost sign in your frontal occipital lobe, there was a, a, a higher <laughs> level of dopamine and a lower level of whatever mean and the, the beta waves were this and that's why <laughs> yeah. you saw a ghost. Yeah. But at the same time, that, that data is not digestible with humans. Mm -hmm. So when you say that was my uncle's ghost telling me, you know, I love you, those can both be the same thing. Right? Mm -hmm. No, that's, I, I don't think they're incompatible. I agree. Yeah. I don't think they're incompatible either. And I have a pretty heavy science background because when I was forced to go to college, <laughs> I, my philosophy was like, okay, I got a scholarship. So let me get the most bang for my buck. Let me get a really usable degree. So I went for medical, even though the whole plan was to go to LA and like be an actor. So I switched to studio art in the end, but I did about three and a half years of like science and working in a lab and all that. So I, I like to couple them. I like to think about both. Yeah. And I think like science still requires some faith. It's yeah. not, mm. we, you are a scientist if you admit that we don't know everything. Otherwise yeah. you're not a scientist because yeah. you can't prove that we know everything. So mm -hmm. same as witchcraft, it's like, okay, like you said, this is a way to bring order to chaos because mm -hmm. it's all chaos. Well, and yeah. it's like experiments and theories too. Like every time we do a spell or make any kind of inc incantation that uh, someone who doesn't believe in quote magic or witchcraft would be like, oh, that's stupid. You're just saying things. But if it like going back to the brain, if it convinces my brain that it's true and I truly believe it and I experience that that full experience, then how is that not real? Exactly. And same thing with like it with placebo effect. You tell someone mm. that's sick, here's, here's some medicine and it's a placebo and they think it's real and they get better. Uh -huh. How crazy. So, that yeah. is so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So you don't really see magic in your day-to-day -day life. I don't call it magic. Okay. Like it's, we would see the same things, but I, I would find a different, like I'm, I like a kind of narrative different people like different kinds of narratives because we have mm -hmm. to use a story to make sense of the chaos. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing. We're calling it different things, mm -hmm. but it's the exact same thing. Okay. You, so oh, do go you ahead, believe Leah. in ghosts? I don't. Okay. But I, if you told me you saw a ghost, I would completely believe you saw a ghost, right? And if you said that ghost told me something important, I would completely believe that it was important and valid. But what we have a problem, though, if you say, no, 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 there was a ghost in the corner and you weren't open enough to see it or oh. you don't possess the tool. Then I go, well, that's not fair because I can't I can't redo that experiment. I can't. You know uh, what I mean? Yes. The, the, it, magic does get hard when you try to make it testable <laughs> to yeah. other mm -hmm. people. It's very personal very personal. Exactly. And it, and it, and fleeting it can, can be completely valid. Like, like mm -hmm. I said, like if you, mm -hmm. the only thing we have is our perception. Mm -hmm. And if you say you saw your uncle's ghost, a, a lot of science people would go, no, you didn't. Mm -hmm. right. I'm not going to say that. I, I'm saying, yeah, you did. I'm like, you, yeah. you told me what you saw and the message and it, however you want to say it got there, that is real. Mm -hmm. But trying to say, 
you have to believe that it was there in your reality too. And it's like, no, it, it wasn't. Which mm-hmm. I hope no witches do because what I love about witchcraft is that it's not dogmatic. It's very much like you can have your own rules and it's it's empowering to the self instead mm-hmm. of um, agnostic, trying to convince yes. others. Yes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So Logic hopefully no then. witches try to yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Science, never... science is a little a little cruder that way. I mean, they, they would just be like, no, yeah. you're wrong. You're yeah, wrong. Yes. You yes. Yeah. I'm wrong. That's I told actually... you I saw my fucking uncle. No, right. you didn't. That's actually one of my problems. I have the same problem as you, like with science. It's really just about how does this person handle it? How does this person like address it? And I look forward to a future where, because like in the past, science and magic were more um, melded. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. scientists were the first illusionists. When they discovered electricity, they would do shows for audiences and like it seemed fantastic. Mm. and I look forward to a potential future where like, I hope science can explain some of the phenomenon of magic. Mm-hmm. I hope that they can figure out, like, I like to stay open-minded to maybe there is energy that stays on or consciousness that stays on, but we haven't found a way to measure it yet. I would mm-hmm. love to measure it. Mm-hmm. So one, one really cool thing when you're thinking about that is there's a, there's a certain brain injury that people have had, and they've done studies on these people where the boundary of what they think their body is, is broken. So they'll be sitting in a couch and they will be sure that the couch is part of their essence. And then the couch is part of their consciousness. So with that in mind, I started thinking of these crazy thoughts. Like what if, what if our brain is actually a, uh, a regulator or to, what if everything is conscious is one big consciousness and our mm-hmm. brain, I don't want to say prison, but our brain stops it at this boundary and we're like locked in this thing until we die. And it was fun things to think about. Yes. Uh, I, I love that. Thought. I'm thinking about that stuff all the time. How the soul, like when you're dead, nothing really is different about your body, except that the organs, it's just the consciousness has left you. Yeah. That is just so fascinating to me. Yeah. And we don't even fully understand that at all. Like they yeah. don't know where con- they don't know where consciousness lives. Science yeah. isn't sure if it's in the brain or if it's in the body or a combination or else something yeah. else. Or yeah. are we even alive? Like, is this just a simulation? Am I in your dream? Are you in my the dream? Own, that's there's um. I'm not sure if it's Kemu. I think it's Kemu. Maybe someone else that says I think therefore I am. Mm-hmm. Like, um, is that Kemu? I don't know. It could be. It's one of those. It's like uh, long bearded philosopher. Yeah. (laughs) Someone old. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like the idea behind that is you can only be sure of your own existence, but now modern science questions, can we even be sure of our own existence? Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys. Yes, there is such go. a good YouTube <laughs> rabbit hole I went down. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, on the science note of um, like thought experiments, I like watching thought experiments on there. And there was this really good one that um, this guy makes it storytelling. So actually, Jonathan, you would really like this guy. I wish I could remember his name, but I'm sure if you Google the the premise of the thought experiment, you'd find it. But basically, it's like this guy, and he's 
succeeded in his life goal, his life career goal, to give a speech talking about um, existence. Like he he wanted to be a front runner in that field and he got to do it and he's, he's at a conference and he got to do it. And then he meets a man in the bar who's one of his idols, um, who's also in the conference, the science mm-hmm. conference. And they're chatting at the bar and they're, they have opposing beliefs um, on some of that existence stuff. And they're talking and they're kind of like, the man, the the stranger man at the bar um, is talking to the main character and um, he's kind of arguing like that um, we don't really know if it's real and maybe it's not. And then basically it flips and all of a sudden the stranger, they're arguing back and forth, back and forth. The main character is like, um, happy and he's like no I succeeded this is real like I wouldn't want anything else and then the stranger is like okay so does that mean you don't want to exit right now because you built in this exit point to meet me in this bar in the simulation you designed uh, about <laughs> thought experiments I have so many goosebumps like Whoa. oh wow <laughs> and That's um, yeah and it's like the whole idea is we don't really know no if this is real <laughs> We don't. I have so many goosebumps. Like this shit gets me. Yeah. I love it. So then Jonathan, I take it you haven't had a spooky, like witchy experience of any sort. Nope. And I, I probably have had, but my, my reaction to it would not have been that <laughs> mm-hmm. sp- spooky. Right. You know what I mean, I'd be like, well, that's unexplained. What are the possible variables that went yeah. into that uh-huh. seeing that light in the sky or whatever? Uh-huh. What about dreams? Even on the science level of subconscious, do you pay attention to your dreams? If, if I remember them. Yeah. Um, okay. they, uh, I think you have to be, you have, to, I don't know if this is completely true, but I heard that you have to wake up in a dream to remember it. Interesting, because I always call it like my dream right before I woke up was this. So yeah. maybe you mostly remember the ones right before you woke up. Yeah, I think so. And time okay. is different too. So like, mm-hmm. you, you could be in some adventure in your dream, and it might have been four seconds. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. So um, I do love it when I remember dreams, but you know, it's not always that you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you believe as far as like how the universe works or, or yeah. religiously, spiritually? I don't, I mean, I don't know. And I'm happy to not know. Mm, like, I don't, I don't need to know. I, you think about, you know, uh, your, your, your dog or your cat and they have no idea what differential calculus is, right? And <laughs> oh, if they're you, so if happy. You, they're so happy. Yeah. If you try, even if you try to explain it, there's no way for them to get to know that. So uh-huh. even though we are the most currently advanced life forms that we know about, we're just that dog in some larger thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. we're, we're not gonna, if you ask for the answer, what's the answer to the universe? And it was presented to you. It would make, no, you'd be like, what? Oh. I don't know. Which is why there's a great book. Um, not as good as uh, Pussy, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Don't watch the movie, but read the book Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. Where this this civilization yes, yes. they want to know what the what the answer uh, to life yes. is, and they build this computer that takes generation after generation after generation after generation after generation, and they finally build it, and then it goes, uh, what do you, what do you want to know? Because what is the answer to life? And they go, and the computer says, well, we well before you get to the yeah. what you're going to say, it goes, well, well, you don't know what the question is, and then they go, what? Yeah, what is the, <laughs> what is the question? Well, the meaning of life, yeah, but what does that mean? So then they build this much bigger computer, which Whoa. in the book is Earth, a much mm. bigger computer to figure out what the question is. And then, then they figure out 
it knows the question. And the answer is, the answer to everything is 42. <laughs> and That's like, all I was going to say yeah, is 42 because I knew 42. the answer. Yeah. And they go, oh. what? We're it's not like, going to understand it. So yeah, 42. Best we can do, though, is make it so that we, in our existence together, that we help each other have lives that give us meaning and satisfaction mm -hmm. and happiness. So that's more the goal than trying to figure out mm -hmm. something that is impossible to know. I do like learning more and more. I love learning. Oh, we found dark matter. We found the Higgs boson particle. I, I love learning mm -hmm. all that stuff, but we're never going to get the full picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that begs the question, what is the meaning of your life? Ah, uh, the Ooh. meaning of my life. I think it's <laughs> just, I think it's, which was even more profound from the, um, pandemic is, you know, it's connection, right? Mm. It's, we're, we look at ourselves as these individuals and it's not, it's not the way it is. Mm -hmm. You can't. And there was, I don't know if you uh, maybe, I don't know if this kind of story was told after you guys were born, but in the eighties and seventies, it was all the time. It was the lone man. He's got no friends and he walks wow. through the streets and that's, that, that person doesn't exist because they would be. Is that what be, they wanted? It was, was just the a, ideal. I, it was kind of in the 70s mm. and 80s, like he's alone and he fights and he's, wow. and it's like, no, he would be super depressed and he'd yeah. kill himself because yeah. he would yes. be, be unhappy. We're all part me of, of this thing. Of the, the concept of the starving artist that was like, so yeah. it, it's like glamorized, you know, mm. it's like, yeah. oh, if you want to be an artist, it, it has to be tough where it's like, no, you don't have to be a lone man. You don't have to be a starving artist. You can be actually be a happy person with a yes. lot of people around you yeah. creating art right or the tortured gene tortured genius yeah like, uh, no how about no. a happy genius that yeah. talks, talks to people exactly <laughs> well, Neil, Anna Neil deGrasse me, Tyson man he's my favorite yes same um also reminds me of into the wild happiness is only real when shared yeah like yeah. Wow, I was just thinking of that last night, you guys, which I would call a synchronicity. What? But Jonathan, you would probably call that coincidence. 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 Yeah. <laughs> there, there was a comedian, I forget his name, it was back in the 80s, but he had a funny bit where he goes, a woman, uh, a, a, a man, a husband is on a trip and he has a heart attack. A hundred miles away, a woman, his wife, feels a pain in her chest. Coincidence? Yes. That's the definition of coincidence. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Too simple. No. That's yeah. funny. I'm glad that I have Rachel because with my boyfriend, it's all coincidences to him. But then to her, I'm like, oh my God, crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same with my partner. Yep. Yep. But, but, but I mean, but it's refreshing. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But everything's connected too. We're all mm -hmm. connected. And it's like we imagine, you know, Look, there's all this air around me, all this empty space between you and me. I'm like, this is not empty space. This is filled with gas and chemicals. Yes. So we're we're all part of this. Yes. It's a thing. And we're uh -huh. all touching each other. It's weird. Oh, uh -huh. I love thinking about that. That's another way that I think of science and magic mixing is like, it's like, okay, we don't fully understand it, but I do know that every time I move, things bump into each other. And that must have a ripple effect oh, yeah. that causes everything else to bump into each other. And so everything's affecting everything. Yes. It's the same way I think you can frame the mindset that everything is a miracle. Like mm -hmm. 
you know, like that anything happens as a miracle almost. It mm-hmm. requires so much to exist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. everything is energy. Actually, today I was doing a Deepak Chopra meditation. He was saying how um, awareness is what makes the difference between location and time. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm butchering mm-hmm. it, but but your consciousness, your awareness of like where you are and how much time is passing is the only way to tangibly like talk about location and time oh my gosh oh my god don't get me started this is a whole another rabbit hole (laughs) okay this other rabbit hole i went on youtube started with the idea of now the concept of now oh there it goes it's gone it's gone but it's but it's also here because people who listen to this later it's now for them and it was now for us right now 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 Yes. And, and there is currently, um, a discussion amongst scientific philosophers of like, does now even exist because of the time it takes for the brain to interpret signals, the lag, the slight millisecond lag, like Mm -hmm. you're almost, you could almost argue now doesn't even exist. Um, and then that brings us to with space time, your location, the block universe. Do you know about this, Jonathan? Uh, no, I, the block oh. universe is a new concept. Okay, for me. I think you would really latch on to the block universe with your philosophy um, on things because the idea of the block universe is that everything already has, is, and will happen. It essentially takes the shape of like a cube mm-hmm. and if you cut the cube into slices, that's each moment of space time. And so like literally we're moving forward like this right now in in little clips, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Both location and time. And so you could theoretically, if you could gather all the information of all the molecules, their location and their, um, their location and the time, then Mm -hmm. you could predict and go and move backwards and forwards. Wow. Yeah. That's that's, so that sounds magical too, but that's like totally sciencey. Listen to how smart we all are (laughs) (laughs) with our college degrees. That's right. Uh, not over here. <laughs> oh wait, shit. Sorry. It's okay. What what okay. what would you we have gotten a degree in, Leah? What did your parents um, want you to get a degree I in? I was I flip-flopped between psychology actually and mm-hmm. Broadway musical theater. Okay. Yeah. But it like it wasn't for me. It was never for me. Yeah. 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 Oh god, I had a horrible time. I hated it. I hated it. I wanted to drop out so much. Yep. And I have debt. I have Oh, still tens of thousands, twenties oh. of thousands of debt. It's like the good kind of debt quote, but it kind of hangs over my head, you know, like, of course. Yeah. 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 Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit (laughs) university. Yeah. University. Ooh. Whoa. That's the school I want to go to. University. I love it. I never put that together. Me Is either. there a synchronicity there? You should start a witch, start a witch school and call it the university. Oh, I think we have to. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Basic I want a building named after me for the idea. Yes, okay. of course. <laughs> there will at least be a room. The Jonathan <laughs> Mangum room. Yes. That works. That works. <laughs> yeah. So what, what do you think a witch is? When we asked you to come on this podcast, you're hanging out with two witches. What does that mean to you? Gosh. I mean, most of my experience with witches is the uh, five dollar uh, costume you get at Target yes. with the with the hat and the green face. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I kind of put that in the category of 
paranormal and magic. I mean, I have a lot of friends that are in the paranormal, which is not quite witches, but it feels like it's in the same kind of land. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, looking for alternative explanation for energy in the universe mm-hmm. and experimenting with, uh, I mean, experimenting with that energy to see the results of it. That's, cool. that's my, I don't know if that's a good answer or not. Yeah, but that's, I like that's that my, answer. Everyone has a different answer. There's no what right is, answer. What is your definition being, which is of, of what it is? Um, we think that it's an empowered being that alchemizes from dark to light. And it, yeah, it, it's such a complex thing to define, but everyone has a different answer. It's really fascinating. So dark, what is the dark that you're, what is the source of the dark that you're turning to light? Well, like if you just look at comedy as an example, like turning trauma and tragedy and pain and heartbreak into a laugh, alchemizing mm-hmm. that into joy and laughter and connection and yeah. finding a reason in things. And why would you say that, the, like, why does the narrative of the witch being the, the crooked nose, you know, mean person, what, why is that such a powerful narrative well it started with women so we include like any kind of being any way you identify can be a witch Mm -hmm. um but i think it started with women and others who were ostracized because they were independently powerful and so they were feared so those depictions all come from other people's fear right I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it's like painted as dark or painted as ugly mm-hmm. when really, like if we had a time we're machine, hot. I bet witches were fucking hot. The ones that got burned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like, they were hot. They were gay. They were like, mm-hmm. I don't need a dick. I have a broom. Like, yes. no. And yes. I'm going to do my thing. And then so they got ostracized and interesting. Attacked. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Have you ever been to a psychic or had your cards read or anything like that? I've, yeah, through the years I've done really? some stuff like that. Um, uh, I wasn't always the nice guy I am now. I probably was a bit of a dick about it. Shit. Like, like looking for ways to expose mm-hmm. them and mm-hmm. like, well, you know, do you, oh, I sense some sadness. Everyone has sadness. Come <laughs> on. Pick some, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't do that now, but yeah. Um, Whew. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, but the problem is that they're like anything. There's plenty of charlatans out there that are just faking it and just getting their paycheck. I know really? someone. I know someone that does psychic over the phone, and they tell, "Oh yeah, it's it's all bulls." Bull what? Crap. That what they sucks. Do. That's yeah. sad. Yeah, it's sad, but yeah. it's a paycheck and it's a pandemic, and so I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Um, well, before we go to the reading, I was feeling inspired yeah. when Leah was asking about, um, or when you brought up actually, Jonathan, about the connection, you're feeling yes. like that's part of your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, what is something that's been a silver lining of the pandemic for you? Um, Anything? The, yeah, a lot, actually. Um, the silver lining, I mean, it just, I'm with my family. All, we we mm. have that dinner where we're at the table. And before, you know, they're in school and they got soccer practice and they, well, I grabbed a burger on the way home and I don't need to eat. And now it's like more often than not, we're at the table at dinner time, past the peas, that whole thing. Yeah. Um, which has been great. That's beautiful. And, and then also creatively, I've been able to, I created the show You Jokes on yeah. YouTube, which we'd had, ha, have had Leah on. Yes. And it's just a silly joke show. I get funny people, my friends to come on and make jokes and the audience competes in the chat and then everyone votes and it points don't matter, but it's just, I got to create mm-hmm. a thing and we've done mm-hmm. 68 episodes of it so far. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah Incredible. It was so fun. Thanks. Yeah. 
That's beautiful. We also had a show born out of the pandemic, which is, is our this show. Well, no, this was before, but okay. our visual show, um, oh, yeah. our Instagram live show, Blazin, um, right. where we get to like video in callers. We're kind of like Miss Cleo. <laughs> we do call-ins. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's mm-hmm. great. And that's also yeah. a connection, getting to connect with audience. Literally. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Except when it's basic glitches, when the fucking <laughs> Wi-Fi oh. doesn't help us. Yeah, so that's usually that's during worst. Mercury retrograde. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a coincidence. It's just a coincidence. It's a coincidence. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we do a reading? Ooh, let's do it. Excited. Okay. What do you have to do? Do well. Yeah, you you get to ask a question. Oh, I ask a I question. I was feeling mm-hmm. called to the goddess guidance oracle deck for you. Ooh. Um. So this is a bunch of goddesses from history and. Yeah. Um, what's on your mind? You can ask anything. It can be general. It can be specific. Oh, you can man. say whatever. Basically, these cards sharing. have like advice and guidance. I guess the uh, what's on my m- mind from from a fear based point of view is you know what kind of world are we gonna where, mm. are we gonna be in, especially for my kids growing up? Mm. I mean, it, I are that. we going to fall apart into a totalitarian? I've heard people argue this is the end of the times because. The Roman Empire and different things started having mm. similar things. So it's like, yeah. is, is America ending? Will it mm. still be a good place? Are mm. we on the Titanic? Yes. That's okay. exactly, exactly my question. Yeah. Okay. I like that question. Do you I breathe think, with us? I think we are, but <laughs> I don't know. We don't know. Wait, wait. Oh, wait uh, you, think, you think we're on the Titanic? I do. Wait, is, I that, do predict- is that a legit prediction or do I need a card to say that? <laughs> that's just my personal that's just oh, yeah. my personal yeah, well, it's not the cards. i'm not worried about it yeah as long as it's not in where's the, cards. the where's the yeah. violinist they're supposed to be playing us off. I, cons- I consider myself one for being creative right now for for creating so people can enjoy art i feel like well, i'm the in the orchestra while the show goes down i think you're right <laughs> well my prediction is a little more optimistic i think that this is the end of old times mm, but i okay. think it's the birth of the new good that's okay. nice now let's see like what the it. cards say. Let's see what the cards, <laughs> the cards say. say. You're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's inhale and hold it at the top. See what coincidence we need to know. <laughs> mm, here it is. Ooh, shell medicine woman. You are a channel for divine healing power. What? Well, we're all healing and medicine. We're in a pandemic. This is interesting. Very interesting. Okay. okay. Th- yeah, I have an interpretation that maybe this is saying like, because um, what Leah's view is that something's dying would be like the patriarchy. And maybe mm-hmm. what's coming in is more the medicine woman, the, the, the maternal feminine energy that heals the whole. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That's, that's Which is sense. a very positive read. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. positive. So yeah. for listeners, this is like a very blue card. Um, this woman goddess has like a headdress on. It's green. She, it's like thunder and lightning. Shit yeah. is going bad around her, but she seems very. She has calm. some guns too. She yeah, has some she's very impressive guns. <laughs> All right, let's let's see what uh what Ixchel has to say. Message from Ixchel. 
Commanding power is not the same as demanding it. Demanding comes from a childlike place akin to a tantrum based upon the fear that it might be withheld. Commanding is based upon the sure and steady knowledge that you are part of the great spirit's grace and wisdom. You're a lightning rod that can conduct the power. Simply connect to the power through unyielding clarity of your thought processes. Don't waver for a moment in your sure and steady decision to be a conduit of the power that already resides within you. Connect to the even bigger source and allow it to amplify your natural power. In this way, you're a steady connector of the infinite from the infinite and to the infinite. In other words, it's all spirit around you, through you, and to whomever you're healing. Various meanings of this card. You are, like, you are a healer. You're being healed. This situation and or your loved one is being healed. Honor your healing knowledge and abilities. Learn about healing. Teach the healing arts. Start or continue your healing practice. Mm. I heard connection in there and I yeah. heard sort of uh, what we were talking about earlier or how everything is touching. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of talked about that. Mm -hmm. What do you feel, Jonathan? Well, can I ask, because I'm not that familiar with yeah. the cards and the deck, are there cards that would have been just been like, oh shit, this is bad? No. Oh, <laughs> not <in> this deck. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing though yeah i'm trying to think well well there's some tarot. cards there's some cards in that deck that that are a bummer to get like there's yeah. cards that are like you need to detox oh, wow. stop drinking basically wow, wow. um so this well, wasn't that happen. and then right. in tarot there's the tower deck and the death card literally a death mm. card and some people view them as negative but like there's good and bad in everything. Like yeah. sometimes the death, it's the death of an idea. It's not necessarily like, oh, you're going to die, but it's yeah. something in your right. life is dying. Okay. Well, I, I think I'm going to choose to interpret that as uh, it, that, you know, by making people laugh, it, it's a <laughs> healing source and you continue to give people a place to go where at least my comedy is not political or it's just silly Everyone come yeah. laugh, lighten up and, and let the, let the laughter heal you. That's, that's all. Absolutely. I'm that's what I was he hearing for you too, with the cool. comedy. Yep. Yay. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. What's her name again? Ixchel. Thank you. Ixchel. Yes, yes. Thank you. Ixchel. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah. Thank that you, Jonathan. Fun. That so was fun. so fun. Let's wrap it up with a basic blessing. Something we're each grateful for today. Uh, I am grateful for my family, my friends, and all my connections. Mm -hmm. Love that. Bringing it back. I'm so grateful for comedy and laughing, whether it's on my TV, on a stage, or just between friends. Like the power of laughter is healing. Mm -hmm. I'm twofold grateful to be off social media um, for my psyche and grateful for wigs. This wig makes me feel amazing. <laughs> ah, thanks. You know, thanks for wigs. Wig. <laughs> Looks great. Thank you. <laughs> and where can people find you? How can they yeah. connect with you? Oh, um, they can find my Twitter, which is at Mangum1, M-A-N-G-U-M-1. Um, Instagram is Jonathan Mangum. And then my YouTube show is uh, youtube.com forward slash ujokes, capital U-J-O-K-E-S. And that's live every Monday night. 
Oh, yes. I believe I won my episode, right? You probably did. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> <laughs>